Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. All right, here we go. Live on the Pump Fate. Jerry Bailey with you as always, joined by the man, the myth, the legend, Jordan Schultz. We're talking in the lobby. That was a little bit of a pain in the butt <laughs> leading up, but I'm glad. I'm glad you're here, buddy. It's my my you. pleasure. I was I was late, and then it's probably my Wi-Fi. But I'm thrilled <laughs> to be on. I'm thr- thrilled to be on the pump fake. Thanks for having me. You know, and I do got to say a little inside baseball. I do appreciate. I mean, you kind of starting the dialogue between you and I, to saying, "Hey, man, seeing what you're doing, and it's great." So I I appreciate that more than you know. So I appreciate that. My my, my pleasure. I like what you're doing, and happy to be uh, happy to be on the show. So let's uh, let's talk uh, contract situations around the NFL. This has been a record year, specifically for the receiver position. Um, obviously. If I told you in January that Christian Kirk was going to reset the receiver market, uh, I think a lot of people would have looked at us a little bit crazy. Uh, but here we are. Jacksonville gave him a lot of money that opened up. You know, when the Devontae Adams trade happened, he got a big payday from Las Vegas. And then that entire 2019 class of, you know, Dio Samuel, DK, and then Deontay Johnson all getting paid, as well as A.J. Brown. Uh, what does this do for the position going forward? Because, yeah. you know, we're going to see Justin Jefferson's going to want to get his, Jamar Chase eventually. Um, what does this do for the position going forward? Um, and how much are teams going to start? Uh, are, are we going to see the value of receivers, uh, you know, continue to ascend? Well, for one, we I don't think we've ever seen such an influx, Jared, of great receivers coming in, uh, going into the NFL out of the draft. I mean, if you go, you mentioned that 2019 class, but. Uh, really, the last several few years here has been a remarkable run of players, and not just first and second rounders, but day two and even some day three guys. I mean, Adam Thielen was undrafted. I mean, there are there are Cooper Cup was a late guy. It is remarkable the amount of talent that's coming into that position, and I think there's a couple of reasons why. First of all, is um, the coaching at that position has has been remarkably uh, sound. Uh, for example, Ohio State having Brian Hartline. You know, this guy, it's no its no coincidence that we have Jackson Smith coming out now and Garrett Wilson and Olave and uh, Michael Thomas. There's so many out of that school. Um, if you look at Alabama and a lot of the SEC schools, they have put a premium on hiring wide receiver coaches, paying them more salaries, making that a position of, of need, uh, you know, as opposed to just hiring a good QB coach or a good OC. It's really become a developmental position, and as a result, we're seeing a lot of guys – coming in ready. Uh, so I think what you'll continue to see is great wide receivers coming into the NFL. And the fact that the market has been reset this many times, you know, usually the the, the big money we talk about goes to quarterbacks, corners, uh, linemen. That's, that's, that skill position now, wide receiver, has become a must-have. And I think, you know, you you not only need one, you need you need two or three. It's almost like having a great pass rusher, you know, it's great to have one, but you, you always want two or three. If you can, you can get them. Uh, you can never have enough of them. And if you look at, you mentioned all those teams, you know, uh, Philadelphia, AJ Brown, Devonte, yeah. Seattle, DK, um, Lockett, Cincinnati, Chase and Higgins and, and Boyd, all these teams are going after two guys um, to have multiple wide receivers that they can, they can use. So I'm excited about the position. I, I just don't remember a time where there's ever been this many good ones. And speaking of, you know, 
position is becoming more of a premium. We're going to see a little bit of the safety market continue to shake up. We saw Mika Fitzpatrick get a big deal. Uh, Justin Simmons got one previous year. Derwin James as well. Um, Other guys like Jesse Bates, I mean, everybody's been clamoring for his extension. Jordan Poyer as well. Uh, what are we going to see next summer when it comes to these uh, these top-end safeties? Are we going to continue to see these deals? Similar to Mika Fitzpatrick, I mean, he became the highest-paid safety in NFL history, and now, you know, Jesse Bates is continuing to get better. Yeah. Jordan Poyer is one half of arguably the best safety tandem in football. Uh, where are we going to see these guys land, perhaps, yeah. and, you know, what, what, are their, uh, what are their salaries going to look like? Yeah, I'm so glad you asked that because uh, we talk about premium positions usually – at least that I've covered the league, safety has not been considered a premium position. You know, right. corner, offensive line, quarterback, uh, maybe defensive line. Safety has become a premium position because the modern day safety, those guys, Bates and James, uh, Hyde, they're being poor. They're being asked to do so many different things. The blitz, cover, the tackle, um, play strong, play weak, roam. It's remarkable how how many good sa- young safeties there are similar to the receiver position but also i think the reason you're seeing those guys get that type of money is because the league has caught up to the trend of we need to pay these guys because it's invaluable what they're doing especially at the at the high level so i have zero doubt that similar to wide receiver and quarterback how the market keeps getting reset um you mentioned we talked about derwin he's he's close i, I would imagine uh Boyer next year, next year, Bates. These guys are going to get paid more. It's going to keep going up because the position is has become so important. And going from a position that has become more of a premium to a position that might not be valued as much, we're seeing uh, a lot of breakdown between Roquan Smith and the Chicago Bears. Uh, all of it being over the, yeah, yeah. So that's the thing, you know, that inside linebacker spot not seen, you know, in the same light as an edge rusher or a really good cornerback or a safety. You know, they're kind of the, the redheaded stepchild right now uh, of NFL defenses. Um, if he does get traded, I, Bears kind I don't of think have he's gonna get traded, at least not right now. The Bears seem to have all the leverage right now. They because do exactly right. They do they have all they, the leverage. So, I mean, Rokon's 27. He's representing himself. Teams sometimes, I shouldn't say usually, sometimes they don't like that. I don't think it's affecting the process here. I think the problem is, the Bears have all the leverage. He really has two choices. He can play it out, and he's one of the best. You know, he's one of the best young linebackers in the league. He's he's very very good. Uh, but or he could sit and and forfeit a tremendous amount of money. So there's really no choice for him. Um, I, I think you know there there have been a couple teams rumored. I know the Chargers have been rumored because of Brandon Staley's connection to him. I, I just don't see it. You know, I mean, we just talked about Derwin. They got to get that deal figured out. I don't think he's going to get traded and. Just based on the fact that he he would forfeit so much money, I don't think he'll sit out. And it's unfortunate that the Bears haven't taken care of him. I completely sympathize for what he's what he's going through, and and I think Poles has to deal with this. But ultimately, I don't think he's going to get paid right now. The Chicago Bears, I mean, they're already in an interesting position by themselves. You know, trying to figure out what to do or how to set Justin Fields up for success, and they have arguably the worst receiver room in the league. They got one good. They got a good one. They, Mooney's very good, um, but you're right. They haven't. It has not been. I mean, listen. Say what you want about Pace, good or bad. He he missed on a lot of picks. Yeah. And he he didn't draft receiver very well. 
Uh, Allen's gone. He goes to the Rams. Um, they, I think Cole Komet's going to have a nice year. I like the running backs, Herbert and Montgomery, but um, you mentioned the receivers. Yeah, it's it's not a position of strength. I, I do I do think Fields is going to have a big-time year. I mean, they, what I've been told from them is he's in great shape. He's really connected with Luke Getze, the new OC, who, who's, who's going to be a head coach in the next few years. Um, Fields' mechanics have improved. So I'm excited about him, but – in terms of the, the the talent, yeah, it's not it's not great. That's, yeah, I mean, I don't think it's a knock against Justin Fields whatsoever. I think it's a knock against the situation that he was drafted into, and you know, we see it kind of uh, uh, unravel, you know, these past few months. So it's easy to root for the guy, but you know, you'd like to think that okay, if maybe he and Trey Lance switch places, Justin Fields would be in a lot better situation right no, now. I'm excited about Lance. He's got a lot of people seem excited about Trey Lance, Jordan Schultz. Yeah. I'm excited about him. Yeah, I mean. Um, unfortunately, we don't have a big sample size. The guy played like 11 games in college at the FCS level, was dominant. But we don't really know a lot about him other than what we've heard. And I can tell you that that they love him. Um, John Lynch believes in him, and I think we've seen that with how Garoppolo's situation has been handled. Great athlete, big arm. Um, they have, I mean, I'm. They have a lot of talent there, and uh, I think. The offensive line certainly is strong, so I ex- I expect a lot out of Trey Lance this season. I don't know like what that means numbers wise. I'm sure he'll make plenty of mistakes, like get it, like all young quarterbacks. But between the, the, he is a legit dual threat guy. He, I think he's faster than than people even realize. He's he's really explosive as a runner. Here's a, here's my thing about Trey Lance. I think that and ultimately he will end up being better than Jimmy Garoppolo. And I think he's going to be a perfect fit for what the 49ers need. And he's going to keep them as a perennial playoff team for years to come. I think to a lot of 49ers saying that at this very moment that he is already the better option than Jimmy Garoppolo. I think that's asinine and it lacks a little bit of merit uh, right now. And I think there will be, I mean, you touched on it. There could be growing pains and the back end of their schedule is horrendous. Um, so I, I think that is it. So as in, they I'll pull it teams. up. I can pull it up for you. Uh, I don't know it off the top of my head, but I've talked about it enough where <laughs> it's it's uh, it's engraved that I, I always bring it up. You know, 49ers they play, fans. They play, they play bad teams or good teams? No, they play good teams on the back end. That's what I'm saying. So yeah. let me get it pulled up here. I'll just give well, you a quick Well, the NFC West, you know, it, I mean, really tough. Yeah. You know, all, I think even Seattle is going to be competitive. I don't know how many games they'll win, but they'll be competitive. Do you? Yeah, I think they'll be competitive. I mean, just just knowing Pete, Drew Lockstan, Jordan Schultz is revealing well, I think, himself. I think it's going to be Geno to start. Okay. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not a big Drew Lock guy. Uh, you know, I don't. He's a young quarterback with a lot of warts. So let's just say that. So, so let me give you a quick rundown of the middle to back half of their schedule. So week seven, Kansas City. Week eight at the Rams. Week nine by week. Week ten, Chargers. Week 11 at Arizona. That's a brutal, brutal stretch in the middle of the season. And then on the back half, week 14, Tampa, and then divisional game against Seattle, Washington, at Las Vegas, and then Arizona. Yeah. Uh, Now, I don't know how you feel. There goes Jordan Schultz. We've lost his camera. (laughs) Yeah, sorry. No, I think, I think, um, I said earlier a couple weeks ago that I thought the Niners would be, uh, I think they're a playoff team. I'm, I'm, Putting a lot of, the, a lot of the defense too. I, I the defense is, is really really good. Tavares Ward is a is a legit number one guy, and uh, he's going to have an opportunity to prove prove himself pretty early in that division. 
yeah, big pickup for them from Kansas City. Um, so, hey, look, they've got, in terms of roster-wise, I mean, Debo Samuel, George Kittle, Nick Bosa, Fred Warner, Trevary's working, and you just – Trent Williams. Trent Williams, who, you know, I can't remember who it was. I want to say uh, it might have been Kittle who said that he's just the best player in he football. He might be the best player in the league. Yeah, yeah. A lot of guys say that. Yeah, definitely the best tackle. Oh, yeah, without question. So, I mean, the talent's definitely there throughout the rest of the roster. It's good, just a matter coach. of great – yeah. Yeah, they, they got a lot. There's a lot to like about them. But I also would say, you know, you, you got the Rams who might be, be look better on paper. Who just won the Super Bowl and then added Allen Robinson and Bobby Wagner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and the, and the Cardinals, like, I know they, they fell off a cliff at the end of the season, but that roster is really, really strong, too. So that's a brutally tough to do. And they seem pretty high on Zayden Collins as well. Who yeah, they Zayden Collins to... and Simmons. I think both those yeah. guys are going to have big years. And they need to. I mean, I mean, losing Chandler Jones is definitely – I understand that Chandler Jones is, you know, in the back nine of his career, but still putting up you yeah. know, respectable numbers and was their top edge rusher. So, no, I, I find it hard. I think I've drank the Cardinals Kool-Aid the last two years. I'm going to keep doing it just because, to me, I think the best pure dual-threat guy, um, if we're talking – I'm a big Kyler guy, man. Yeah. I do love Kyler Murray. He's got a top-five arm in the NFL, and he's – Oh, yeah. You know, Remarkably talented. That's the thing, man. So um, – I can't find myself quitting the car, even in a DeAndre Hawkins, you know, six game suspension. That's why you have, that's why they have a million receivers, by the way. Yeah, everybody, was, everybody was talking about them loading up. That's why you have, oh my God. you know, Hollywood, Rondale, uh, AJ Green still there, I think. AJ Green. Yeah, absolutely. Is Andy Isabella still on the roster? Andy Isabella like... still there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Wake Forest. Yeah. Wait. Andy Isabella at Wake Forest might be the whitest sentence ever said about yeah, an NFL team out loud. You know, I, I still I still think he's a legit guy. They haven't. Found oh, I like Andy Isabella. Yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, they haven't found a role for him. But but um, yeah, they got they got a lot of lot of lot of talent. Zach Ertz as well. So. And James Conner, who scores every other time he yeah. touches the ball, apparently. So yeah, no, I I'm definitely not quitting on the uh, on the Cardinals. Um, we talked in the lobby. I'm a Pittsburgh guy. I'm a Steeler fan. Um, but I think I'm a I'm a logical Steeler fan when I say that the roster is better than what it was at this point last year sure. in terms of composure of their defense and everything. Offensive line got a little bit better. George Pickens seems like he's going to be a star. Uh, a lot of this is going to depend on okay, you know, if Mr. Biscay's going to be the guy this year, how much is there going to be any sort of fall off from what Roethlisberger was last year? And if so, how much is that going to be? Because well, yeah, I don't think. No, I the, just the threat of Trubisky's legs and the fact that he's got ability to throw the ball down the field. He he's I, I don't know like how efficient he'll be, but he'll certainly he's a threat that Ben didn't didn't have in the last few years. So I listen. They signed him to be the starter. They yes. love Kenny Pickett. Um, they always liked him. They, they always liked him a lot, and and he'll be the guy eventually. But this is Trubisky's job. They, you know, they, they took care of Deontay, which, you know, I said they would. I don't know why people didn't believe it. They were always going to take care of him. He's he's. What kind of idiot in Pittsburgh with a Joe Dirt haircut wouldn't believe that the Steelers would pay Deontay Johnson? He was the, he, certainly yeah, couldn't and, be and, me. And that number was exactly right. Eighteen five five. That's that's right. Um, you mentioned Pickens. You know, you just look at the, the film. It looks like it looks like a superstar. Yeah. Um, so granted, I, it's I, camp, but still, yeah, like, it's camp. Uh, yeah, his catches. He's super talented. <laughs> and if it wasn't for the injury, he would have been, you know, a top fifteen, top twenty pick. So, right. um, I think, I think that I mean, the AFC North is is really tough. I expect Baltimore to bounce back. 
maybe Cincinnati takes a step back. Uh, but it's a it's a very tough division, and uh, certainly they'll have their work cut out. But no, I think I just the the threat of Trubisky, you know, the fact that he's a dual threat guy, he's a really uh, he's a great athlete, and I think his his ability to push the ball down the field, they just haven't had that. So, um, and I hope I hope for his sake, you know, Claypool, we see some more of that rookie year because he was unbelievable. Well, I think that the uh, the talk around most Steeler fans is. Please, for the love of God, put Chase Claypool on the slot and just let him eat. Just let him, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, we'll see what happens with that. You mentioned Lamar Jackson. He himself and Eric DeCosta in the Baltimore front office are in the midst of figuring out that extension as well. Ryan Clark saying that he shouldn't play for a penny less than $230 million guaranteed, which is, of course, what Deshaun Watson got. Uh, your thoughts on Lamar Jackson, the contract situation in Baltimore, uh, when it'll get done, and uh, what you expect him to get. Yeah, they don't have an option. I mean, what what's the alternative? Uh, I mean, they like Tyler Huntley, but you know, he didn't he's not a starter, not right now. And he's Trace McSorley ain't there anymore, Schultz. So <laughs> I love Trace McSorley, but not a starter either. So you know, Lamar Jackson, he was he's actually my um, dark horse MVP pick this year. I I just I see him exploding once again. I know I, feel last, like I saw you tweet that. Yeah. yeah, the numbers were down last year. I understand that, but I think Bateman's going to be huge for them. Um, obviously Andrews, they bring in Linderbaum, the, the rookie out of Iowa, first round's pick center. That was a position that really hurt them last year. Yeah. Um, so they'll be better. And then also just as a whole, I think Lamar, you know, playing for that, that contract. I don't know. I, the timing is tough. That, that's been the one where I've said, I, I don't, I could see it, uh, playing out a multitude of ways. I, I, if I had to guess, I don't think a deal gets done before week one, but I wouldn't be surprised. Um, he's also representing himself, you know, yes. like Roquan. But unlike Roquan, you know, they're what without question is going to take care of him just a matter yeah. of when. The thing with Lamar Jackson that I have a worry about is, I mean, you mentioned Rashad Bateman. I get Mark Andrews is great. Outside of that, Schultz, if we if we drove down to to, to Baltimore and said, hey, you know, if you guys Who's need here? some help at receiver, you know, we're here. Du- Duvernay, Devin Duvernay, um, Rochet, oh, um, I, I they also. Um, I like that he put on a weight. You know, he put on 20 or 25 pounds, up to 230. That, I mean, I can't imagine he'll be any slower or significantly slower. So that'll that'll make a big difference as well. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I, I understand what you're saying. I mean, but they're not a throwing team. This is a running team. Sure. Having Dobbins back will be really important. Um, you know, they, they're going to they're gonna have to rely on him. He's, he's a very good player, and I think getting off Pup was a big deal. The rest of, I mean, I'm excited about their defense. I mean, we talked about Linderbaum, but Kyle Hamilton also mm-hmm. being uh, drafted out of Notre Dame. They'll get Lattimore and Humphrey back. They signed Marcus Williams from New Orleans. I mean, this yeah. is, on paper, this has the argument of being the best secondary in football. Uh, even without Wink Martindale, who's now in New York, I mean, this is a team that we know they're going to play good defense. Yeah, they're going to play good defense. They're going to be in games. They're not going to turn the ball over. I know last year that was a problem, but, you know, the, the track record, is they won't turn the ball over. I, I actually, Marcus Williams came to my show. I asked him about about Baltimore and Lamar, and um, I think he'll. He said, if I can go back to it, not super recently, but basically, like this guy is so unbelievably talented. You know, if we can just as a defense, you know, stay competitive, he's going to win us enough games. So, yeah, I, I I have no no question in my mind that Lamar maybe he doesn't win MVP, but he'll be in that race. And I think Baltimore, they're a playoff team. They'll, they'll bounce back. As for the deal, again, I 
I just don't, I don't foresee a situation just like with Kyler, like where they don't take care of him. Right. All right. So we can stay, stay on the topic of, of mobile quarterbacks. Um, everybody seems very high on the Philadelphia Eagles and I am not one of those people, Jordan Schultz. Um, here, I'll give you a shameless plug for my latest from the 33rd. Um, Last year, Philadelphia, including playoffs, one and eight against teams with winning records, and the team that they beat was the Trevor Simeon-led New Orleans Saints. Um, wow. I, I'm, and 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 those losses to those other eight teams outscored by an average score of thirty-five to twenty-two. So this is not. I I get that they were a playoff team, but I think they were a team that took advantage of a top-heavy NFC and a division that is consistently weak. Um, Jalen Hurts, I think. For as dynamic as he is a runner, he is uh, not exactly one of the elite passers in the NFL. Um, yeah, yeah. That is, th- those are my worries about the Philadelphia Eagles. It's great that you add a guy like A.J. Brown, but you know, you got to have a guy that can get him the ball consistently. Uh-oh, did we lose Schultz? I'm good, I'm good. There he is. Okay. Um. Yeah, no, so my, listen, I, I totally hear what you're saying. Uh, he was not – he. He was on my fantasy team, and also, so I know how inaccurate he was at times last year. Dylan Hurts. Uh, I I don't know how much they're going to ask him to, you know, throw the ball down the field. I think having AJ Brown is going to be massive for them because he gives them someone that's going to win routes over and make him and I not just win routes but easy throws. You know, all those slants and drags. He doesn't have to stretch the field because they have Devontae. and. Uh, you know, Goddard as well is one of those team guys that can really run. So they're still going to be a running team. I don't know if that's Sanders or Gainwell or whoever, but they're going to run the ball. Uh, Boston Scott, they're going to run the ball. And hopefully, if you're an Eagles fan, play solid defense and not ask Hurts to have to get in these shootouts. But, you know, that's a that's a really hot team right now. You think about on paper. They also brought in James Bradbury, a really good move. So, um, Hassan Reddick too. Like I like their defense. Don't yeah, get me wrong. Right. Like yeah, I, I, I like what they're doing on that side of the ball. Um, yeah, me too. Yeah. So we'll see. Um, Dallas, what are your thoughts on the Cowboys? Um, I think I think they take a step back. I can agree. Um, haven't made I, a stat that blew my mind. They haven't made the playoffs in consecutive seasons since 2006, 2007. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's Jerry Jones. I think. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I am not a believer in Mike McCarthy. I, I really have never been. Uh, so I feel like he loses you two, three games a year. I love Dak Prescott. I love CeeDee Lamb. Um, I know they're high on uh, the kid Tolbert, the rookie. Um, mm-hmm. But as a whole, you know, they're not – like, are they better than the Eagles? Are they on par? I guess they're, they're similar. I, I, I mean, Parsons is tremendous. Yes. Um, but as a whole, like, I look at the roster. It's not like a really deep roster – the offensive line is going to rely a lot on this Tyler Smith kid from from Tulsa, the rookie that that they love. But I, I don't think Dallas is a. I think they're a competitive team. They're a nine ten win team. All right. So, I mean, if you follow me, I am high. The thing I'm bullish on, my most bullish take of the offseason, that the Washington Commanders will win the NFC East. Um, I mean, I'm not. I don't. I. I it's not crazy because there's always a new winner, and and they should be better. They can't be worse. I'm, I'm. I think me and Orlovsky are the only two people that believe in Carson Wentz left in the world. I don't believe. Uh, I, 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 I can't get there. I'm sorry. Can I? Can I make my case for yeah, the Commanders? Please, yeah. All right. So, they were a seven-win team last year. With, by the way, T- Taylor Heineke, like he's proven himself as the Hell's Angels apparently rolled by uh, in Pittsburgh. 
uh, I don't know if you heard the motorcycle. Yeah, heard blue, but okay, cool. Just making sure. Um, so the seven win scene with Taylor Heineke, largely without Chase Young last year. Defense, by the way, played brutal in the first half of the year. They got better down the stretch, but the first half of the year, the commander's defense wasn't good. Um, they had they added Curtis Samuel as well. They didn't have him last year. Uh, you bring in Carson Wentz, who, you know, for everybody that wants to say he's, you know, the 30th best quarterback in the league. No, he's not. He's much closer to, you know, being between 15 and 20. Uh, they, they get an upgrade regardless of quarterback. Jahan Dotson coming in. This is the best yeah, quarterback Terry McLaurin has ever had. Um, Samuel, McLaurin, Dotson. Um, having uh, Gibson in the backfield, good versatile back, and then fantastic front four with, you know, former first-round picks and Chase Young, Montez Sweat, Jonathan Allen, uh, Deron Payne. I like their defense a lot. They're high on Jamin Davis out of camp right now. Decent secondary, two corners that are good with Fuller and Jackson. I don't know, man. I think that this is a team that's that could definitely case. take a step forward. Yeah, that's a good case, and I and I've always liked Ron Rivera. Um, I don't know if I can get there with Wentz, but twenty-seven touchdowns, seven picks last year, Jordan. Come on, hop on. There's plenty of room. There's literally plenty you know, of room. I, There's I, only I two people you, on board. I never guessed that. I had I had no idea. Four to one touchdown interception ratio. I, I guess I just remember that game against Jacksonville. They, they, you know. See, all right. Let me let me address that, actually. I'm going to do that because you know who else played badly? Like, worse than Carson Wentz did against Jacksonville? Josh Allen. They lost 9-6. to six. Justin, oh. Herbert, Justin Herbert played very poorly against the Texans. The Bengals lost to Mike sure. White. So, like, yeah, I no, get it. Happens. Yeah, it I get happens. it. He played. They should have won that game. He should have played better. I get it. Um, but what also gets lost in the shuffle, I, I should – Carson Wentz should sponsor me, by the way. Oh, my yeah, goodness. Yeah, you're, you're, you're the guy's biggest, <laughs> biggest fan ever. Uh, uh, Matt Perino uh, on the Bills beat, we have an inside joke that um, he's going to send me a Carson Wentz jersey for Christmas. I'm very excited about it. Uh, but you look at what he did last year. I, you know, the game Monday night against Baltimore where Lamar just went absolutely off yeah. and set a ton of records. Carson Wentz had the best game of his career too because he also threw for over 400 yards. That was yards. the game they were up big, right? And then they were up, I think, 26 to three. Yeah, I remember that game. <laughs> and yeah. I don't recall Carson Wentz blowing that lead. No, that's fair. That's fair. I, I I understand what like I'm not against the Washington. I just I'm not not never not a big believer in Carson, but I'd love to be wrong because it'd be I'll, great. I'll, I'll reserve a spot for you yeah. on on the bandwagon right next to me, and then okay. if you ever if you want to hop on by like week five, by all means, that spot will still be open. All right, all right, that's fair. <laughs> All right, before I let you go, um, is there any uh, takes that maybe are going against the grain with you? I gave you mine. The, I think the Lamar, the Lamar, I think Fields is a big breakout guy. Um, I, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty high on, on Daniel Jones and the Giants. Okay, oh, that's something that we agree on, Jordan yeah, Tells. Um, I think, I think Tony's gonna, you're gonna see a lot out of him. I think Saquon's gonna have a, a big year. Offensive line's gonna be better. You know, I'm ready for Brian Dable. So I'm excited about, yeah, Dayball, Kafka as, as uh, Daniel's guy. I know he likes him a lot. So I'm excited about the G-Men. I mean, I don't know what that means, win-loss, but they'll be better. I think they're a year away from being a wild card team, potentially. I think they yeah. could be like a 7-8 win team yeah, this exactly. year. But Jones locks down the fact that, okay, he's our guy. Yeah, I, I'm with you. You don't have to preach in the choir there, yeah. <laughs> Plus, Wink Martindale to a defense that was good last year, and they don't have Mike Glennon as quarterback this year like that. Those are two. Yeah. Mike Glennon might have a case for being the worst quarterback of all time. No, Nathan Peterman, I think. Nathan Peterman, Mike Glennon. Yeah. I think that we need to, at some point this year, be blessed with a game in which Mike Glennon and Nate Peterman start against each other just to solve this once and for all. 
with the toilet bowl yeah that would be beautiful jordan schultz man i appreciate you plug anything that you would like to before we get on out of here no i, I appreciate you man yeah i'm on tiktok now instagram twitter I'm <laughs> oh I'm getting on. with the times <laughs> i engage i engage with all the all the haters so come come at me you and i both buddy i read every comment and i fire back because i'm petty and i <laughs> it hurts my yeah, feelings you gotta be able to, to to enjoy that just as much as the good stuff, you know. Exactly, exactly, buddy. I appreciate you. Let's definitely do this again soon. I and, love it. Uh, all right, buddy. Thank you so much. Yeah, I'm gonna say bye with my dog. Cheers. Oh yeah. What's your dog's name? This is, this is Prince. Prince, I love that. This is Prince. You just I, assume, I, I assume you like the the musician then, the artist. I, we love the musician. Yeah, okay. always, always love them. Yeah. <laughs> all right, buddy. We'll get on out Thanks, of here yeah. then. All right, Thank man. You. Thanks again for uh, bearing with me. All right, buddy. Thank you. Good night. Okay. Yeah. All right. Bye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube.